0: Hello, once again, I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. We are continuing to talk on the subject of the life of faith. Those of you that have been following us for the last several weeks, we've enjoyed this study. I know I have, praise God. I trust you have as well. It's always exciting to me to teach people how to live by faith, how to walk by faith, how to trust God. And you know, you can do that. You know, a lot of people have the negative attitude that, you know, living by faith is so difficult. It's so hard. No, it's just simply taking God at his word. It's, it's simply possessing a deep conviction of the reality that it is impossible for God to lie. Say that with me. It is impossible for God to lie. Now, if you truly believe that, if you are deeply convicted of that reality, then your struggle with faith will be over. Praise God. You know, I I grew up with a dad that, that, uh, and you've heard me say this before, a dad that never lied to me, a dad that kept his word. My grandfather taught me as a little boy, son, you keep your word. And it was just instilled in me uh, that you keep your word. If you're going to say something, if you're going to tell people you're going to do something, then you do it. Well, you know, if men can do that, uh, if dads and grandfathers can do that, then why would I think any less of God and His Word? God's Word is perfect. God's Word is incorruptible. God is a Word keeper. He's a promise keeper, and you can take it to the bank, praise God. If God says it, then He fully intends to back it. All He needs is someone who will dare believe it. Well, I lifted my hands 48 years ago, and I said, search no more. I'm your man. Praise God. I will dare believe it. And you know, he has never let me down. He's never failed me. He's kept his word all these many years. And I choose to believe that he will continue to do so. So once again, we're talking about the life of faith. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open them to Matthew chapter eight, Matthew chapter eight. And this is a beautiful story of Jesus encountering a man that you might say was an outsider. He was not of the Jewish uh, race, he was a centurion, and the Jews considered him to be an outsider. But listen to how this man uh, spoke to Jesus. He came to Jesus in verse 5 and said, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, My servant, lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And notice how Jesus responded. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Now, my Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was a healing Jesus back then, then he's still a healing Jesus today. So get rid of that thinking, if you have it, that, you know, sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. No, the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when this man said to Jesus, my servant lies at home, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Now listen, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof. Now I want to stop right there. Don't you start saying that. That's religious thinking people go around saying, I'm so unworthy, I'm so unworthy. I don't deserve for Jesus to show up in my house. I certainly don't deserve for Jesus to heal me. No, for you to say that, particularly if you're born again, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then that would be a lie because the Bible says that he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. So for you to go around saying, I'm so unworthy. No, that's not true. If you're born again, you're the righteousness of God, which simply means you have right standing with God. And the Bible says that he, his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. So get that out of your thinking. You are not unworthy. This man was speaking a truth. He was an outsider, He was a non-Jew, and the Jews really considered, in some places in the Bible, uh, the outsider, the non-Jew, was considered a dog. So this man knows that he's a non-Jew, and he says, I am unworthy for you to come into my house. But notice, Jesus was willing to do so anyway. So that's a good point. Now, let's go back to what the man said. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Now, listen to this. If you have your Bible, highlight this or underline it. Draw circles around it. Do something so that every time you pass by here, it'll jump out at you. Listen to what this man said. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, notice where this man's faith was. It was in the words of Jesus. The man said, you don't have to come to my house. Now, you remember what we, we read last week from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7? Paul says, we walk by faith and not by sight. We also said that real Bible faith is not moved by what it hears it's not moved by what it sees, it's not moved by what it feels. Notice this man's faith was based entirely on the Word of Jesus. That's the highest form of faith that exists, and Jesus made a point of saying that to this man. Now, once again, the man said, speak the Word only. When you get to the place in your life where you need no other evidence outside of the Word of God, then you will be operating in what Jesus refers to as the greatest faith, needing no other evidence outside of thus saith the word. Now, notice once again, he said, Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. I say to another, Come, and he cometh. And I say to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. Now, what has that got to do with anything? This man was a Roman centurion. He was a man who was under authority, but he was a man who also had authority. And he recognizes words that carry authority. That's why he said, when I say to a man, go, he goes. When I say to a man, come, he comes. When I say to a man, do this, he does it. Why? Because he recognizes the words that I speak carry authority. Now, that's what this man is saying to Jesus. I recognize that your words carry authority. So therefore, I don't need for you to come to my house. I don't need to feel anything. I don't need to see anything. All you have to do is say the word, and I know my servant shall be healed. Well, I'm telling you, it caused Jesus To marvel, the Bible says. He marveled at this man's faith, and then he turned to his own disciples and said this in verse 10 Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. In other words, he's saying, I should be seeing this kind of faith in Israel. I should be seeing this kind of faith in the synagogue. But he said, I haven't seen this kind of faith. He said, This man is operating in what I consider to be the greatest faith. So what is the greatest faith? The greatest faith is needing no other evidence outside of the Word of God. Well, Brother Jerry, you know, if I could just see something, if God would just show me something, then I would believe that He would supply all my needs. No, you've got to believe He'll supply all your needs first, and then you'll see something. That's kind of like the man that walked up to the fireplace and said, Uh, give me some heat, and then I'll throw in the wood. That's backwards, folks. You got to throw in the wood first, and then you get the heat. So you have to believe that God's Word is so powerful that it will change any and all of your circumstances. That's what this man believed. Once again, he said, Jesus, you don't even have to come to my house. I don't have to see you lay hands on the man. I don't have to hear you uh, say anything than your Word. If you speak the Word, then as far as I'm concerned, that Word carries enough authority that when I get back to my house, I know my servant will be healed. And the Bible goes on to say that he was healed in that self-same hour. So that's the walk of faith. That's the life of faith, getting to the place in your life where you need no other evidence outside of the Word of God. And then you determine that you will not back down, you will not waver, and you will not compromise. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 6 through 8 says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. So once you obtain the Word, once you find out what the Word says, and let me encourage you, in every circumstance, spend some time in the Word and find out what God thinks about it. You know, you say, well, I don't know the Word that well. Well, get your Strong's Concordance. You know, you can download Strong's Concordance on your iPhone now. I have it on my iPhone. I mean, when I'm traveling and maybe I I can't think of where this scripture is located, or maybe I just think uh, I know a portion of it, I just go on my iPhone, and I'll put that Word in there, and it'll tell me where it is, praise God. So take advantage of all these great tools that we have today to help you search the Word. So if you need healing, go to the Word. The Bible is full of scriptures regarding healing. And then you take that and you say, God, you have spoken your word, and as far as I'm concerned, that's all I need. Speak the word only, and I will take it, I will believe it, and I will not waver nor compromise. I'll hold fast to it until it comes to pass. Now, you say, well, how long will it take for it to come to pass? Well, you have have to have the attitude that you're willing to stand for as long as it takes. Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say, if you're willing to stand forever, then it won't take very long. Praise God. So you've got to determine that you're going to stand on the Word of God and not yield, not bend, not fold up, not turn back, not give up, and do not waver. Because the Bible says, a man that wavers is a double-minded man. And that double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And then listen to this. James tells us that man cannot receive anything from the Lord. Wow, that's a powerful statement. So if you want to receive from the Lord, if you want to receive receive financial help, if you want to receive healing, if you want to receive miracle, if you want to receive deliverance, then you're going to have to take the Word of God, dare believe it, do not waver, and then if a a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he can't receive anything from the Lord what do you suppose a single-minded man can receive from God? He can receive anything and everything that he needs, praise God. So once again, the life of faith is making God's Word final authority. It's, It's daring to believe what he says above and beyond anything else, and particularly not your circumstances, praise God. Circumstances change, but the Word of God never changes. Praise God. Now, in the short time that I have left, I feel that it's very important that I I go this direction for a moment and and share this with you. Real Bible faith requires that you put a watch over everything that comes out of your mouth. You know, when I first began to learn this, uh, and it was Kenneth Copeland that First taught me back in 1969. And I remember him saying to me one day, Jerry, you're going to have to put a guard over your vocabulary or a guard over your mouth, and you're going to have to learn the vocabulary of silence. Now, I didn't have a clue what he meant. He said, you're going to have to put a guard over your words, over your mouth, and you're going to have to learn the vocabulary of silence. Later, I discovered that what he was saying was this. If you can't talk God's Word, then shut up. Just keep your mouth shut. Learn the vocabulary of silence. Why? Because your words will either make you or break you. Your words carry power. Your words carry faith. Your words can carry fear. Your words carry prosperity. Your words carry poverty. They'll carry sickness. They'll carry disease. Your words are like containers and whatever comes out of your mouth has a way of coming to pass in your life. Now, a lot of people don't believe that, but the Bible supports that. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. If you're going to live the life of faith, you're going to have to watch what you say. You can't just talk any old way you want to talk anymore because your words will snare you. Your words will take you captive. In other words, your words will either make you or they'll break you. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37 says, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. The foundational principle for living by faith, the foundational principle for the God kind of faith, is you must learn the power of Of words. Listen to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Whatever's in your heart in abundance, that's what's gonna come out of your mouth. The only way you can make sure that your heart is full of faith, full of faith filled words, then you have to spend quality time in the Word of God. You're gonna have to replace what's been programmed in your heart with the Word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. And remember that Jesus said in Mark the 11th chapter and the 23rd verse, if you believe in your heart that those things which you sayeth shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you it. You believe it, you say it, and you will receive it. Hallelujah. Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say, confession brings Possession, and I've found that to be true, and it's worked for me for 48 years. Let me close with this: Job chapter one, verse 21. Job learned this lesson the hard way. I was born with nothing, and I will die with nothing. Later, he said, Job 3:25, "For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me." What did hap- What happened to Job? The things that he began to say out of his mouth came to pass in his life that which I so greatly feared came upon me. And then finally, in Job chapter 6 and verse 24 to 25, a valuable lesson was learned. This is what he said, teach me and I'll hold my tongue, cause me to understand wherein I have erred or I've been in error, how forcible are right words. Notice he learned it the hard way. He kept talking his fear, that which I so greatly feared has come upon me. But once he learned the power of words, then God said, or he said to God, teach me and I'll hold my tongue how forcible are right words. So if you're going to live the life of faith, you're going to have to come to the place where you learn the power of words. Reprogram your spirit. Quit talking unbelief. Quit talking doubt. Quit talking sickness and disease. Start talking the word. That's the life of faith. Watch this and I'll be back in just a few moments.
1: Every day in your life is precious. The choices you make, whether together or alone, hold the keys to your future. How do we as believers live life the right way as God has intended us to live it? Introducing the Life of Faith Package, brand new curriculum by Dr. Jerry Savelle. You will learn how to release your faith and how to see beyond your present circumstances to look at your life through the eye of faith. In this study, you will discover that your faith has the ability to grow to a level that will not only sustain you, also can sustain others. The Life of Faith package includes the Life of Faith book, Life of Faith study guide, and eight sessions on DVD and CD. Living by faith is not a suggestion. It is a biblical command. The Bible teaches us that it is impossible to please God without faith. So why wouldn't you wanna live by faith? Whether in a study group or by yourself, the Life of Faith package will show you how to live by faith, how to overcome the world by faith, and how to be the winner that God called you to be. If you would like to receive your own Life of Faith package, which includes the Life of Faith book, study guide, and eight sessions on DVD and CD, call and request or go to jerrysavelle.org. Discover
2: the life God wants you to live, the life of faith. I'm Jeremiah Emmanuel this is my partner story in the back of my Bible there are sermons back there and one of those sermons was from uh, dr. Jerry Savell, and it was titled the authority of the believer after studying through that sermon and realizing the power I had in God I felt led to search the internet for anything I could find from dr. Savelle from there, I found Heritage of Faith Christian Center. And while I was watching one of their online services, the Lord had told me in my heart, go to Crowley and you would be blessed. So we came down here in June just for a church visit. Uh, my wife and I didn't quite understand why we were coming down, but we were just wanting to follow what God told us to do. During an amazing church service there, we felt the leading of the Lord to make this our church home. So. We didn't know what we were gonna do. We were totally intimidated by the fact of moving all the way from Tulsa to Texas in three weeks. But we knew that if God was asking us to do this, He would supply us with everything we needed to be successful. One morning while I was serving at the church, an opportunity opened up. When someone came by the church and let me know that there was an opening here at Jerry Sevel Ministries International in their shipping department, Now I'm completely used to working in call centers and customer service jobs and things like that. So working in a shipping department was totally different for me, but I, I felt God telling me to take this opportunity to seize the provision he put forth. So I went ahead and came to the ministry to ask about this open job. I did receive the job and I started in October of 2015. Now, it's a totally different job that I, than anything I was ever used to, but I knew that was I was here, God was working on restoring my life in bigger and better ways than I could have ever tried to. Only a few months after I started working in the shipping department, an opportunity opened up to manage the prayer and partner arm of this ministry, where we deal one-on-one with partners, doing the things that I used to do in those call center jobs I did before. It was absolutely perfect the way God used that old knowledge to supply a gift to be used at this ministry. As I've gone on serving this ministry, in each of the areas that I've worked in, I keep going by keeping myself grounded in the Word and in all the teachings from Dr. Sabel, everything that he puts out, all the information he gives us, it just provides so much knowledge for us to be able to live the life of faith God has called all of us to live. I'm eternally thankful to Jerry Sabel Ministries and the partners of the ministry, that help to make all these materials available to people hungry for the word so that way they can have that one piece of information to get their life back on track in the right way. I
0: am Jeremiah Emmanuel. This is my partner story. It's been a great joy sharing the Word of God with you today, and I trust that your faith has been inspired. I really want you to learn to live by faith. Learn how to trust God, how to take him at his word, because I know by experience that it's the greatest way you can live. And praise God, I want you to remember this for as long as you live, your faith will overcome the world. I want to encourage you to place your order. This is the last time we're going to make this available on the curriculum called The Life of Faith. Much of the material that we've been talking about is found in this little book, The Life of Faith. I'm telling you, it is jam-packed full of spiritual truths and nuggets that will cause your faith to go to another level. If you've never learned anything about faith, this is the book you've been waiting for because it represents 48 years of living this way and the things that I've learned and the things that other men like Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne taught me about living by faith. So, great lessons, and I want to encourage you to get it. Along with that curriculum comes the Life of Faith, the little study guide. It's got questions that you have the opportunity to answer so that you know that you've learned the material and you're able to communicate it with somebody else. And then also four DVDs and eight CDs. So you can listen to them wherever you're driving. You can watch them at home. And so that's available to you. And I want to encourage you to place your order right away. Don't delay, place your order right now. People are ordering this from all over the world, and we're getting great testimonies of how it's impacting their lives. Also, I want to encourage you to go to our new website, take a look at all the new things that are available to you. Uh, You can watch our television broadcast. You can read our monthly contact letter. You can download our magazine. Wow, how great is that? I mean, just right there at your fingertips, you have access to all these great tools. And then also, let me encourage those of you that may pastor churches or you have Bible studies in your home, get this entire curriculum because a lot of churches are using it in Sunday school, using it for Bible studies. It's a great way to teach people how to live by faith. And then also, uh, I want to encourage you to connect with us through our website, Facebook, Uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those things that are available to you. And I encourage you to take advantage of them because it's one of the ways that we can minister to you and communicate with you on an ongoing basis. Also, be sure to check out our itinerary and come and be in a meeting where I'm preaching. I'm preaching all over the world. Surely I'll be close to you at some point. So check out our itinerary, and come and join us. And if you do get to come to a meeting, be sure and come up to me and say hello, and be sure and tell me I'm watching your television broadcast, and it's blessing me. Hallelujah. Thank you, partners. You're the reason why we're able to do all that we do. I appreciate your partnership. Be sure and tune in next week. We're going to begin a brand new study. It'll be exciting. It'll be faith-building. And until then, your faith will overcome the world. Amen.
2: Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the Kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference.